Hello and welcome to this week's special episode of Who Killed? Got more Sheriff Grady Judd coming at you. There was a crazy murder that happened in his territory where a father actually murdered his own son, a 16-year-old who was an 11th grader at Frostproof High School. Now, the situation here is pretty awful. Uh, The grandfather told investigators that it was not uncommon for the suspect to say bizarre things, and this was according to Sheriff Judd, but according to authorities, the suspect has a history of using meth and has had psychotic episodes previously. So when detectives said they found his grandson dead, they did a preliminary investigation and they decided that the suspect had used an angle grinder, a heavy duty saw to kill this 16 year old. Quote, to have this worthless individual murder his son is inexplicable, Sheriff Judd said during a news briefing Monday afternoon. The homicide case was interrupted when the suspect fled the scene. And again, this is one of those tragic cases where you have somebody that is entirely too evil to even maintain the decency around his own children. Now they have caught the suspect and this is the press conference to Sheriff Grady Judd. And he is always one to spell it out how it is. So this is just another special episode of the press conference from our friends at Polk County. It's Labor Day afternoon. We're outside of Lake Wells, just west of Lake Wells. And once again, in just eight days time, we have another parent that has murdered their child, their teenage child who was only 16. Let me show you Stephen Thomas Rada. Stephen Thomas Rada is 37 years of age. He was living down the road here with his grandfather, Thomas Rada, who was 65 years of age. And our victim, who was 16 years of age, and his parents gave us permission to use his name as Stephen Rada. Let me first tell you about Stephen Rada. Stephen went to Frostproof High School. His parents said he was in 11th grade. He was to start work next week at Burger King to earn money so that he could buy a car. He was also studying to be an electrician. That was his dream in life. Stephen Rada, who's 16 years of age, was a great kid. Not just a good kid, but a great kid. In fact, he was living with his grandfather to help him out while his grandmother was in rehab. That's the kind of kid that Stephen was. Stephen Thomas Rada, his dad, had just shown up about a month ago and we asked where's he been he's been in DC he's been in South Carolina 
He's been in Ohio. He's been in Texas. There was even an outstanding warrant for Stephen Thomas Rada in South Carolina, but South Carolina would not extradite. So he was unable to be arrested. Well, on this particular morning, Thomas Rada, the grandfather left about eight o'clock to go visit with his wife in rehab. When he returned home about 11 o'clock today, he was met outside by our suspect, his son, Stephen Rada, and his quote was, I wouldn't go in there if I was you. I killed someone. You may need to call the police. Thomas Rada told us it was not uncommon for his son, Stephen Rada, to talk bizarre. We are told that Stephen Rada used methamphetamine since high school, and he has psychotic episodes. When Thomas Rada went into the house, into the mobile home, there he saw his son, his grandson, deceased in the dining room kitchen area and we know that it appears at the early stage of the investigation and as we always tell you the information we give you this soon after an investigation is the best information we have it's certainly subject to change but at this time it appears that our suspect Stephen Thomas Rada used an angle grinder kill a son. It breaks our heart. There aren't adequate words to explain how horrific this event is. I've talked to the grandmother, the grandfather, the parents are here, and when you see and hear them talk about how wonderful Stephen Rada their 16-year-old son was, how squared away he was, the fact that he was willing to li get, live with his grandfather to help him out while his grandmother was in rehab, the fact that he was scheduled to start working at Burger King next week to earn money while going to high school, he was just a stand-up, stellar young man. To have this worthless individual murder his son is unexplicable. Our homicide detectives will continue to do their work, the investigation. We, by the way, arrested him because he fled from the scene after talking to his father, Thomas Rada. He fled from the scene and we caught him about a mile west of here on Highway 60 he was leaving the area. As I said before, he's been from Texas, South Carolina, Ohio, Washington, D.C. He moves around a lot. And after killing his son, he was leaving again. But our deputies, and you've heard me say they're the best there are any place, found him quickly and took him into custody. And when we took him into custody, he told our deputy, you probably need to read me my rights. And that's exactly what we did. So he is in custody. The community's safe. 
We don't know yet why Stephen Thomas Rada attacked and murdered his son, Stephen Rada. That's under investigation. But our prayers are with the family. And I want you to know that the world lost a great young man today. We lost a great young man and we've got an evil, evil man in custody and we're gonna do our best to see that he spends the rest of his life in prison. I don't know what else I can tell you. I'll try to answer any questions that you have. You know what we know at this time. Our crime scene detectives as well as a homicide team are at the residence. It was the warrant in South Carolina that was outstanding with some kind of resisting warrant, disturbance warrant, probably a misdemeanor warrant. We're still going through his criminal history. He, he apparently has criminal histories all over the United States. This guy has been nothing but a problem to society for a very long time, a very long time. And now he's turned a problem person into an evil person when he murdered his son and created a horrible set of circumstances for a loving family. Certainly, if he'd have been in South Carolina, if that warrant had been available nationwide, he wouldn't have been here today, we hope. Depending on when we found him and extradited him, theoretically he could have posted bond and come back. So that's really a hypothetical. But listen, it's not uncommon for different states to say, hey, we've got a warrant for this person, but as long as he stays out of our state, we don't want to come get him. And that's true on minor charges, and apparently this is a minor charge. We're looking to see what his criminal history is contains and once we run all that down then our PIOs will release that later on but we know he's got an extensive criminal history we know that he's an evil evil person we know that he murdered he murdered his son today and that son was a beautiful 16 year old person a beautiful 16 year old person who was just a great kid Excuse me, I can't hear you. Did the family report him having a violent history? The, the family has reported that he's psychotic. He's got a history all the way back to high school of using methamphetamine. I don't know that about any Baker Acts or mental health evaluations, but he's just an evil person. And you go, well, he might have had a mental health issue. Well, of course he did. People don't murder people unless they're not so. So anybody who murders somebody has a hitch in their giddy up. That doesn't mean they're criminally insane. It just means they're evil and they're mean and when things don't go their way, they kill people. So he killed, he told his father, hey, I've killed somebody in the house, you don't want to go in there. And then he takes off, he's leaving. But our deputies found him, and he's in custody.
We don't know why he did what he did today other than he's a nasty, nasty, evil person. But that's part of the investigation. Was he on drugs today? We don't know. We're early into this investigation. This all started about 11 o'clock and we're briefing you, what, four, four and a half hours later. There will be other information, I'm certain, as the investigation unfolds. The 16-year-old's mother lives in Lake Wales, and the 16-year-old was staying with his grandfather to help his grandfather because his grandmother is in rehab when the son shows back up here. Apparently, he just moves around the countryside, and when there was no place else to go, he came to his father's house. And then the thank you he showed his father was to murder the son, who is the grandfather of our murder victim, who is a wonderful, wonderful person. Okay? What exactly is an angle grinder? Is that like a... An, an angle grinder is a saw that you can use to cut various things. So if you search it up, it's, it's a pretty heavy-duty saw. Okay? What do you guys look to accomplish by having a, a mobile command center? Yeah, our mobile command center always comes out. It's, it's our mo mobile office space. And in there, we have desks and chairs and computers. And we, this is where we go to get out of the Florida heat while we're doing a lot of work. There's no other way for us to get together. This mobile command center comes to all of our significant events. Okay? Was it a pretty cool crime scene? You know, I don't think it's appropriate to discuss the crime scene at this point in time. It, and I, I say that for many reasons, most of all because of the family. I've been in this business my entire adult life and periodically I have seen parents kill children. I can't remember it happening twice in eight days in my entire career. And certainly I'll never understand that, but understand we're not dealing with a normal person here. This guy's not normal. He's e evil. He's irrational. He's got a history of drug use. You know, the people that want to call meth low-level nonviolent, here's another sign. And then the lady who murdered her 10-year-old and her 19-year-old a week ago Sunday, there's no words to explain that. A beautiful 10-year-old boy. She wasn't going to allow him to be turned over pursuant to a court order to the dad to go back to Maine. So she shot him and killed him. And then she shot her 19-year-old daughter that was there. And then she shot herself. So at the end of the day, these things are beyond explanation because this is not rational conduct, but irrational people shoot and murder people. Evil, evil people shoot and murder their children. I don't know why grandma's in rehab. Okay?
The, I talked to the grandmother and the grandfather as the detectives talked to the family and they are just, as you well expect they should be, we would all be the same way. They're devastated and they're heartbroken and they don't understand. Well, quite frankly, we're devastated and we're heartbroken for them and we don't understand why anyone can ever murder their child, ever, ever but they did it today. So the family is just in absolute total shock, just like any one of us would be if it were our family. All right. Thank you very much. God bless you. See you soon. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week to this special episode. I will be bringing you a new episode tomorrow as well. So stay tuned for that. As you know, I do drop new episodes every Friday. I do enjoy listening to Sheriff Grady talk. He gets a little wild, and uh, he's kind of the uh, showman. Really likes his uh, TV time, and uh, yeah, pretty interesting stuff, especially when you have somebody who is such an animal that he kills his own son because he's in a psychotic meth episode. So... Again, thanks for tuning in. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at BillHuffman3 or on Instagram at slow, that's S-L-O underscore burn media. And until next time, as always, stay healthy and be safe. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.